the disagreement is turning pretty dark. We have a divided nation. We have a very divided nation. We seem to be living in a time of utter tribalism. If it's true to you, then it's true. No, it's not. In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. Nothing is as important as the truth of God revealed in Scripture. Welcome to Disagree With Me, a podcast dedicated to considerate conversations on taboo topics. My name is Angel Rodriguez, and I am your host. And as always, or as, yeah, typically. as always, typically, as typically joined by Mr. Caleb Powers. Yo, yo, I'm was, here on the ones and twos and after, you know, show him the, the, show him the, put your, put your ring. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you go. Look at that. Hey, I got married. He's been, I was trying to think of like what a what a like if you, your title changes, but you're still Mister. So it doesn't really, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't really. Change. It doesn't. I I don't I don't I, I didn't get knighted or anything, so I can't. Yeah, can't I was call like, me I was sir. gonna say the honorable Mister Caleb Powers, but <laughs> no official prefix or suffix change. So no. no, but he's married now. He's a married man with a wife. Yes, stuff. I'm not so, married to any, an, another gender yeah. or anything like that. I'm <laughs> properly married to a woman. Yep. Yes, amen, brother. So that's exciting. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, and, and we're joined today by Mr. Thomas Carpenter. How you doing, bro? Hey, hey, I'm doing doing really well. Yeah, awesome. Excited, Thanks for coming. For, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for the conversation. Yeah. And, and, if you're watching this right now, even if you're listening to it, it probably sounds a little bit different. Um, I'm coming to you live from my car. I I was talking to a friend today and she said that I get an F for Sunday because my wife is out of town. I'm really struggling. I'm living this solo life. Um, I woke up, church starts at 9.30. So guess what time I woke up at this morning? 9.15. <laughs> 930. <laughs> oh, no. 930. And so I got I got going to church. I ran over two squirrels on the way to church today. Oh, so literally you ran over two squirrels. <laughs> I ran over two squirrels today. They were ch- one of them was chasing the other and I ran them over. Clunk clunk. Oh, I, no. I had to stop at the stoplight and watch them twitch in the rear view mirror. So someone told me maybe they were like doing a mating dance or something. So I feel like I, it's a Romeo and Juliet story. They're both dead. <laughs> or something. And uh, sure, yeah, you can make it poetic like that if you yeah, want. I, I can make myself feel better about it that way. I did get to go shooting though, so that was like the redeeming. I, I got to go shooting in the middle of the day, but now nice, I'm back awesome. home, sitting in my car because I locked myself out of my house. So, oof. Yeah, struggle is real. I need my wife. <laughs> this is this is why it is not good for man to be alone. <laughs> this is exactly why I got married. Yep. Yeah, I'm struggling, y'all. So yeah, I'm just chilling in my car, waiting for my neighbor to show up. Hopefully, he does. If you see me get excited, that's probably why. Um, but yeah, this is not what we're here to. We're not here to talk about our problems right now. I disagree <laughs> that this was a bad day for you, Angel. Discuss. <laughs> no, yeah, the worst thing that happened to me is I locked myself out of my house. So it's not even that bad. I'm sitting in my car. And we're going to have a considerate conversation on a t- is it taboo? 
Are we going to talk about something taboo? What are we going to talk about? It might be taboo to some people. Yeah, depending on who you're okay. talking to. Yeah. All right. That's true. Every, anything could be taboo. But yeah, Thomas, you're here to talk to us today about Nacho Lee. No, not Nacho <laughs> <laughs> You wish. I wish. There wouldn't oh, be man. any disagreement in that conversation. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't think there's going to be any more, a lot of disagreement in this conversation either. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we're going to be talking about disagreement itself. <laughs> and, right, we're going to talk about disagreement. And I, I guess, Thomas, I want you to, like, give us your your thesis, if that's the, the word I could use. Yeah. Um, and, and disagreement. So- Christianity, whatnot. Of course. So it's tentatively titled Beyond Logic, um, where basically. Actually, wait, 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 Thomas. Thomas, yes. before you even get started, you should tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. I feel like, <laughs> who are I feel you? like no one knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, who you guys you, know Thomas? him from Pilgrim's Heritage, right? <laughs> The yes. podcast that you haven't done an episode on this doesn't exist. since you, yeah. since you from, changed the name. Anthropodicist Sumers, a podcast that I have listened to, by the way. Um. <laughs> I mean, I have also listened to it. I made the intro music for that podcast that no longer exists. Um, yeah. <laughs> eventually, I'll relaunch with the Pilgrim's Heritage, but mm-hmm. got some work to do before that. Uh, yeah. So I'm Thomas Carver. Tell us, tell us um, I'm a. I was. My freshman, I just finished my freshman year at uh, NSA, so I was in Carly's class. Uh, so I've known I've known the powers and and these guys for a little bit. I was Caleb's roommate before he got married up up here in Moscow. Idaho, in this so. very apartment. Yep. Yep. Since since kicked you out. Wait, yeah, where are you, Thomas? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> in my apartment. We're we're currently in the same room, hooked up to the same audio setup. (laughs) Yep, because I, I mean, I'm using Carly's gear, but I left all of my gear here. So, yeah, um, yeah. So no more, no more, uh, coming up, coming into Kill's room right before he goes to bed and starting (laughs) conversations that last two hours, like this one that we're about to have. Yeah, I, I mean. Hopefully mine up soon here. Yeah, I'll be sitting in I'll probably sleep in my car tonight, so we can do this all night. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah, I mean I don't know what else I have to say about that. Yeah, you're, at, you're a cool dude. Attending NSA, I'm a cool dude. Yep. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> a man of God. Man of God. You know? <laughs> I am Are you a carpenter? I'm not a carpenter. I work in construction currently. Uh, but I'm learning how to leather work, actually. So okay, that's pretty cool. So I guess back to before I interrupted you. Of course, um, <laughs> you have something to share with us that you have been thinking through. I haven't really heard much about it. Caleb has, I believe. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this agreement itself. So yeah, take it away, man. Of course. So this has come from, I mean, from first year at NSA with uh, our rhetoric class, uh, and then also listening to a lot of Andy Wilson and the his his podcast he does for Canon Press, the uh, um, Stories Are Soul Food podcast is really great. I that's my one of my suggestions for apologetic podcasts, even though it's a book about books, um, because 
they they get to talking about life and story and and all that sort of stuff at a mm-hmm. grander scale than just specific books. Uh, it's come from guys like Joffrey Sweet, uh, uh, Joffrey the Giant. The, uh, they're on YouTube and social media. Uh, uh, poets like Jason Farley uh, and and Chocolate Knox from Cross Politic. Um, I'd say that those are uh, some of the biggest guys uh, that I've been listening to, plus the education at NSA uh, for basically this idea that I've. Right now, you know, I've tentatively titled Beyond Logic. Got to have that sort of, um, uh, what what is it called? Uh, when you put out a hot, a hot title for some uh, clickbait. Got to have a clickbaity sort of title. Um, Beyond Logic. Uh, that basically, the thesis would be we li- we are story based creatures and not logic based creatures. Uh, so as humans, we like to think that we are logical, that we make decisions uh, logically, that we come to believe things logically. But really, that's not the truth. We're f- uh, faith-based and story-based creatures. Um, you know, I like to say that faith is believing a particular story about a particular thing to be true. Uh, and you can flip that around and say belief is having faith that the presented narrative is a truthful tale of the thing. Um, and so that 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 is that is the truth. Andy Wilson says something like, you know, we like to think we're logical creatures making decisions and changing beliefs based on the best argument, but in fact we are narrative creatures acting on the most gripping story of our given context. Okay. So that would be so how do you that'd be the thesis. Okay. That's true. So how do you how would you say that like you see this happening in in our society like how do you see humans living not by logic but by story mm-hmm. um the let's see at at a at a bigger scale uh would be i i think of the 19 the 1619 project uh that they i think they technically have wrapped that up you know sometime recently but that's you know the whole this whole project that was like this unveiling of how, you know, America actually started in 1619, which is, if you don't know, uh, the gist of that is that 1619 is when the slave trade started in the colonies. And so this, they've presented this new narrative, you know, we all understand, you know, 1776, July 4th, that is when America started this, you know, the the ratification of the constitution you know, this is when America started. And the narrative there is that it was this glorious start of a fight for freedom, right? That's the story there. They come in with this new story to say that actually this is America's or this is American's origin story. 1619, we started the slave trade here and they're, and they're building this whole new narrative and real scholars understand that it, it's just false history what they've been writing but in a sense that does it it doesn't matter in the sense of us reacting and arguing hey this is false history and here's the real facts because that's not what convinces people especially when the left has done so well in their storytelling that conservatives are the racists the biz, the bigots yada yada and so there, so the 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 general populace is already biased against us. So trying to come mm-hmm. in with 
with you know facts and logic just simply doesn't doesn't work. It has to be a better story. Uh, so how would you, what would what would you tell like what what's the better story to the what you just presented then? Uh, this is straight from Jason Farley. Uh, the better story is to say actually America started with the Magna Carta. And you might, you could even <laughs> go farther than that to the the uh, what Oz Guinness called the yeah. Sinai Revolution, yep. uh, with with Moses and the and the Israelites exodus from from Egypt. Yep. Uh, America started with Sinai. <laughs> yep. And what that cyanide? What, That's good. <laughs> cyanide, yes. Uh -huh. cyanide. <laughs> and so. That, and and what that story is actually understanding the great history and tale of the fight for Christian freedom. Mm -hmm. we, the, the, and, and, and how God frees people from tyranny. And one of the biggest things he frees people from is tyrannical governments. <laughs> yeah. He gives people true free, freedom from our sin and freedom from control under other sinful men's lives that is the better story and yeah. so it and this is not to say that that you know the facts backing things up or you know your logical syllogisms and such uh giving you a foundation it's not to say that those are um that they don't matter they actually do matter very much but mm -hmm. logic i think as i've been as i've been thinking through this logic and the facts are more so intended for strengthening of our own faith in our beliefs and not to lambast against others, you know, with, you know, Ben Shapiro's, you know, facts and logic. That's facts about your feelings. <laughs> yeah. Facts don't care about your feelings. Um, well, it's, and also people don't care about facts. Yeah. Because, because, because of their feelings, because yeah. of their yeah. feelings and what actually grips them is a story. Because it captures their imaginations and it captures their emotions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I'm trying to yeah. think through this, man. The, uh, so, like, the do you uh, want me to give another example? Of something? Sure. Give us. I mean, I mean, I guess I was gonna ask, like, hey, the, and this would be more ground level because that was a big sort of okay. political yeah. level. Yeah. This is gonna be more personal, Take not personal yeah. to me, but uh, so so Chuck Knox uh, from from Cross Politics tells a story where I believe he's actually had it uh, had the same thing on two separate occasions. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it's two. He's had the same thing, two separate occasions where he's talking to a transgender person. And instead of coming in with the logic of, well, but you're, you're biologically born with this and da da da. And he, David instead, David is chocolate Knox's real name. Uh, <laughs> he, he instead just asks the person who hurt you when you were a kid. And the person breaks down crying and tells the story and says and and thanks him. Thanks him because no one has ever asked about his story. Mm -hmm. Now you can come in with the facts and logic of why, you know, transgenderism doesn't logically make sense and da 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 da. And we, you know, we know that that's true and and the and we have the facts, you know, behind us as our or below us as our foundation to know, you know, to give us strength in our faith that we know this 
particular belief is true because of these facts and logic. But that's the, that's the foundation for your own confidence to then go out uh, and you actually relate to the person in their story. You enter into their story. And so you, at, you, you ask them where they're at. Why have okay. what, you know, what what happened? What has brought you to this place? Because that's that is why people believe the things that become transgender or when, when, yeah. women angry feminists are not angry feminists because of the logic behind how much damage the patriarchy has done yep. it's because most likely they had an abusive father yep. and yep. they hate their father and yep. so they hate men yeah and th so this but no but no good but nobody asks them yeah about the relationship with their dad, we instead come up to them with the facts and logic. Haven't and, you well, heard that the, the the gender wage gap isn't real? And, yeah, yeah, and and, and here's yeah. you know, and here's here's the, all the statistics on yeah. on why that that doesn't that doesn't convince people. Yeah, yeah. Th this reminds me a lot about. Um, so I just finished reading Against All Opposition. Um, so uh, it's a basically a book. Uh, compiled by American Vision that um, condensed and, and edited uh, a series of lectures that Greg Bonson did, uh, who's kind of like the systematizer of presuppositional apologetics. Um, and this is that's the it's really when I was reading that book and I knew we were going to talk about this. Um, I was kept thinking about the fact that really presuppositional apologetics, even though it approaches it's it's presented in a lot of a lot of ways as like this is the the facts that you can use really what it is actually about is the story right as you said right it's about like saying you don't live like there isn't a god the way you live your life you know there is a god and here's why right it's about their story it's about the way that they actually live their lives and how atheism is absurd and they know it's absurd and here's and here's why and it's not a factual like logical thing you're giving them ultimately it's a story-based thing it's like you are a, a person who knows that some things are good and some things are bad and you live like it, not because facts have convinced you or because, you know, this, that or the other thing or social, whatever, utilitarianism. It's because, you know, there's a God, you know, that people have the image of God and you treat them as such because you have that in your heart. And that's about them as a person relating to them as a person made in God's image. Um, and yeah, I think that that kind of connects to this too. just the idea of reducing arguments instead of focusing on all this evidence going back and forth, because as Greg Bonson likes to point out to those people, the facts don't matter, right? When you're trying yeah. to convince someone, you don't, facts aren't actually going to convince them, right? Like I could convince someone I, if, if I said, and this is one of the examples they gave in the book. If I said, um, a, a Whopper at Burger King costs this much and someone's like, ah, I disagree with you. That art disagreement, I could present them with a fact. We could walk down to Burger King and, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. And that, that But the reason that works is because that's not a foundational argument we're having. That's a, we all agree on how the world more or less works in this situation, except for this one branch level thing, leaf level thing. But when we're talking about root level things, someone, if I present them with facts and stuff, all they're going to do is say, I'm still going to believe what I believe. And, you know, they'll pull something out of their hat to to just disprove you or whatever. Um, and they won't change their mind, however many facts they're presented, because they're 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 grounded on that root there. And they they have to literally dig up the whole tree and get rid of it if they if they 
um, if they were to change their mind and they don't want to do that. They don't, if it's too much to do that. Um, and so that's why you need to dig deep. You need to go to the core, the root of the issue, um, which in a lot of cases is this personal stuff, which is you're, you had a crappy dad. Um, you, yeah, you got abused as a kid. You want to have sex with your girlfriend. That's the stuff that people are actually motivated by um, at the end of the day. So That was very interesting. I guess I never really thought of it this way until now that you're like presenting it. Um, We've stumped Angel. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking, I'm just yeah. thinking through, through everything and I'm thinking back to conversations that we've had with people and i guess i mean i i, I want to hear from you thomas because like, mm-hmm. you came up with, or like thought this through like how would you go about presenting the gospel to somebody then um it really depends on the context and who it is and um you know yeah it it it, it would it would just you know it ch- it changes how I would do it based on who I'm talking to. If you're, if you're doing some, you know, Keith Darrell, you know, street preaching, street evangelism, there, there's a place for that sort of thing. We, we see it in acts, right? Just, just declaring the gospel, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So there, so there's a place for that, but also uh, with my, you know, I, I have an agnostic friend um, who for some reason still keeps me and my other Christian buddy around as friends. Um, but I think it's because we've actually we have poured into his life and actually in, in, invested in his life and and have good conversations and uh, go frisbee golfing or whatever it is, right? Um, so presenting the gospel to him when we when we start talking about that is going to be different uh, from uh, the street evangelism. But even in, in street evangelism, what what when that's done best is not the screaming and yelling at people but it's it's a declaration of a story right what what is the gospel what is the gospel the word means it's good news yep good news about us about a story it's a good it's, it's the good news of how the story has developed about how god's story has developed we were dead in our sins and god was killed on a tree but then he came back from the dead and now in his death, our sins are buried and we are ris- and then we are risen again from the dead without those sins. That's a story. That's a, that's a story that you are presenting people with and they choose to believe and they choose to think that story is true or not. Yeah. And then the way that you, 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 you present that and then you, you, if they are rejecting it, then, you know, there's some deeper more personal thing going on for a narrative that is pulling them stronger than the narrative of christ and then you find that narrative and you push on it and you say like ah here here's why and here's why the story isn't what you think it is right like here's why you you you're, you're having a crappy dad you you don't have to follow that narrative right here's a here's a better narrative and this is where the narrative leads if you let that go right um mm-hmm. yeah yeah, you stumped me. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, no, go ahead. 
Well, I, I was just going to say, and this applies to more than just like sort of when we're getting to gospel issues sort of stuff or whatever yeah. in, the, in the evangelism. I do a lot of, or I'm slowly doing more sort of local politics stuff here. And mm-hmm. you don't, in that, you don't want to come out guns blazing with, you know, here's, you know, here's all the intentions that we, <laughs> that I have and here, you know, and here's all the facts and logic for why you're wrong. Because what they're just going to, they're just going to shut you down. Right. Especially thinking about here, one of my, one of the, um, a great person who I'm kind of a, a student under here, um, or a, a family, uh, she talks about how like we're on, en- we're on em- enemy ground when we are approaching the stuff, the, the politics here, we're on enemy ground. So coming out with that, you know, strong arguments against is not going to get you anything. So you have to come in and you have to understand who are these people? Where are they at? Why are they operating this way? How, do, how does this whole thing operate? You have to observe for a little bit of time and you, ha- you have to then insert yourself, get yourself known and slow, slowly, th- slowly develop and slowly learn their stories, bring yourself into the story. And then you can start questioning, well, well, what do you think about this or, or why that? Um, I also think about, there was a, I had a, a disagreement, uh, with a, a sibling a little while back, um, about, about something that I wanted to do. <laughs> and, uh, an, uh, another person who has been a great influence on this, um, uh, one of the cross politic crew members, um, he's on the crew, so he's not part of the show. Uh, instead of trying, he, he basically, uh, his advice he gave to me was instead of trying to Instead of trying to present my sibling with, well, here's the facts of the situation, you know, and, and, and here's the, here's the, of the situation of me, of you. And this is why I think logically it should go this way. Instead, it was to ask, well, what are you afraid of? If, if, if this decision was made, you know, and it went this, it went this way, what are you worried about? And to look at their to to look at their emotions and look at why are they operating this way rather than coming in with the facts and logic. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to experiment with that because other conversations ended up causing other developments with that situation. But I do have one that I that I got to deal with. Uh, my brother, um, he is, it's he really struggles with reading. And we started talking and I, you know, and, and at first I just threw, I was like, you should, you should read a book. Like, and maybe I suggested in Andy Wilson book or something like that. Or, or no, I think it started with like saying you should read Narnia. Um, and he just, he started to push back on that. And I almost started going with how I usually argue is going into, well, this is why reading is good for you. And, and, you know, the, the great stuff you will get out of the reading and, you know, why, you know, why you should do it, you know, logically. And I, and I caught myself and instead I started talking to him about the story of the situation. So I said, this is a great struggle for you. And I don't remember the full conversation, but I I do remember the, the final point I made was like, imagine the greater glory you will have 
in conquering this challenge rather than stepping away. Sam, I don't want you, I don't want you to give up on this because it's difficult. I want I want you to you know how much do do you really do you want to just get do you want to just give up on that? Like do you want to be the kind of person who gives up when you face a difficult challenge or mm-hmm. do you want to be the kind of person who steps up to the challenge and, and conquers it? Yeah, and think think about the glory in that. Not only did you accomplish not only did you read a book, but you you did it when it was really difficult. And that's there's more glory to that than when I read a book because it's not difficult for me like it is for you. Yeah. Rather yeah. rather than trying to argue him into and I noticed that he responded completely different. I don't know. This was, you know, a month, maybe two months ago. I don't know if he's gone and read a book, but at least in the conversation, he reacted completely different from how my siblings usually react when I, when I then argue towards them about something because I didn't argue with him. Instead, he responded with Tom. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I re I, 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 I can see how much you really care about this and care about me. You know, and, and it's difficult for me and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just want to thank you. And that's usually, you know, my siblings, we still love each other. But when we get into usually when it's gotten into arguments, that's not how it goes, because I am historically a very argumentative person in that sort yeah. of. But here's the syllogisms and logic of. And they they just blow up and push against it. Yeah. I guess I mean I'm not really like disagreeing with anything you're saying. I just never really thought of it in terms in the same as like s- stories or whatever. I get like the the verse that comes to mind with what you were saying about you and your brother is like a soft answer turns away wrath. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that personally in, in talking with people that um strongly disagree with with the things that um that I believe in stuff like just sometimes like the best thing you can can do is just even like just yeah just be nice to them and like not give them a, a sharp answer but just like even just ask them what their name is <laughs> and sometimes that helps yeah yeah uh, yeah thinking about the way yeah about you know um so that sort of evangelism stuff that you've done in the past angel and me observing you I, I think you do I mean that you, you've subconsciously done that. Obviously, we're we're like talking through it as an actual like mm-hmm. this is something we're looking at consciously and, and intentionally now. But like I th- I mean I think we all have gotten that in the past and, and and understood at least subconsciously that that sort of yeah. stuff does help when you're talking with someone. Literally, yeah, to just ask what's your name. Like if you're talking to someone on the street, instantly that changes the tenor of the conversation, right? Because you're not just arguing with a face, right? Just some sort of per- a person that it's just a sack of disagreements, right? That's all that this person yeah. is to you. And then you give them their you, you give them your name and then they, you ask for theirs and suddenly the stakes have been raised. This is a person, right? And now we're in the realm of a person relating to another person. Um, yeah, and, and it t- changes the tenor of the conversation many times, um, for sure. Yeah, I guess like the first thing that can comes to mind, though, or something that came to my mind as you were talking, Thomas, before is like, um, is friendship evangelism <laughs> which I, I i guess how do you how do you make sure that like what you're talking about right now isn't the idea that like we have to build 
this relationship with somebody and then we can share the truth with them. Yeah. And it, and it could also, it runs the danger of, of becoming contextualism. Um, yeah. And that's another, yeah. I, I don't know how familiar I with that, like the contextualization of the gospel, but that's yeah. also something else into my mind. Yeah. No, that, mind. that, that, that is definitely, you know, I, I could see the danger of that running into those other, other ditches. Um, and I think it's just the, it's the remembering in building, in building the personal relationships, uh, you wouldn't ask the transgender person, how did your dad hurt you? That's not the, that's yeah. not the, that's not the level of friendship that friendship evangelism talks about. Yeah. It talks, it, what they're taught, what friendship evangelism is talking about is, is watching, is, is watching the Super Bowl together. And go and go and and go and going to see movies, you know, and and you know, hanging out at a barbecue, and, and not actually ha- and, and having and, game nights. But but then during those events, not ever getting any deeper than surface level, right? Okay. Like none none of those things are bad, right? Like I could mm-hmm. see any one of those things being the jumping off point for a deeper conversation that you should have about the gospel, about Jesus, about the narrative of the world, that sort of thing, right? But when those things are the end in and of themselves, it's like. I'm evangel. I'm doing friendship evangelism simply by inviting you to a youth group event, right? Like that's yeah. not what that <laughs> is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just con- playing. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. But, and then I was just going to say, and then on contextualism, it's remembering. Okay, you, we're doing this stepping in, but the point is that is because the gospel changes. Contextualization is this mm-hmm. it's it's a it's adapting the gospel and you know and it's this seeing where you know the good things that they that they you know that they're getting right and you know and and adapting the things in, into this context so that way it fits that way it's it's easier for them to understand that 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 you know runs danger whereas it's instead it's this understanding where you are entering in and understanding their context, understanding their story. But then it's, yeah. I, th- I think uh, Caleb said earlier, it's telling them why they're, why that's not the end of their story or their story doesn't have, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. There's this, there's, there's this other path uh, there or, or the, you know, this other path is one way to phrase it or this, actually you're this small, you're this small chapter in this larger story. Yeah. Rather, yeah. rather than contextualism is trying to fit, fit the their larger story, sto- fit the larger story into, into yep. their, into their little chapter. And, yep. you know, and, and you draw, draw, what was that? You just, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you want to show them where they fit into it. Not where, yeah. Not where it fits into them. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I'm trying to think through it, man. Because, like, for me personally, like, I, I'm the type, type of person. I guess I'd probably become more this way this over this past year and stuff, just because there's stuff that's like, man, it's, people believe and it's just whack. And I'm like, man, I don't, I, that's just dumb. I don't, <laughs> I don't care what story you tell me. That's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Or I'm just like that's literally all I want to say is like man I I don't know I don't I don't know what like what's the story that I could tell you that goes against CRT or something you know like what, what because I'm maybe that's something you can answer 
but um i'm just i'm just like i get what you're saying and i think it's important for us to like to when we're talking with people and that's why like this is called considerate conversations because we really do want to be considerate about what other people believe and i and many a times like i understand where people are coming from i get what why i get the things that they believe i understand them i might even i understand might even understand why but uh, at the same time, I don't think they're right. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm thinking out loud here. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't. <laughs> well, I'm, also, you... I'm, trying, I'm also trying to keep my eye out for my neighbor here. <laughs> <laughs> you can get in your house. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I kind of just, as you're talking, it made me think about how in this, right. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're looking down at, at this. And yeah. I think it's important as we think it through and, and define it uh, and such that we don't start to view it as this is it, now, this is a, a model that it, as, as long as we plug in this model, uh, yeah. like that, that, then, then it just becomes, then it just becomes a new model Yeah, where, mm-hmm. It, and it's important to understand that really this conversation and this these thinking through this way is is it's not about uh what how what are the uh doug always talks about uh principles and the higher level principles and the uh particular particular and the application application okay. is that are those the terms he uses? i forget i don't what remember what terms he uses but i like the um you know, he usually talks about it in like the context of parent parenting or whatever, when it's like you have the larger print, you know, principles um, or, you know, how God's law worked where, you know, you have larger principles that there are a few and then there's, you know, and then there's all the different particular applications or whatever. But right. anyways, that this is a larger view of like, this is just, this is how people work. Like that's yeah. really what, oh, yeah, yeah. It, I you know, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's less about like figuring out like, the mag- Actually, this is the true method and model. Yeah. <laughs> the, lot- the magic algorithm to make it, yeah. To, to inst- but, instant convert someone, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. make you a Christian. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not magic, right? Yeah, That's, so. yeah. It's just, like, it's just understanding this is how people work. Yeah. You know, yeah. when, 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 anytime, you know, if you're, you know, if, if you're presented with, you know, some data points, right, on a particular thing, there's, there's just there's no way to understand the data points until there is a story yeah. that ge- that gives meaning to them. Right. And that's presuppositional apologetics. Right. Like, that's what that is. It's you 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 have to interpret evidence through your worldview. Right. It's how you view the world. That's how you're going to view those facts. And if you you're you fed you're fed this narrative your whole life and someone hasn't given you another narrative to look at these facts through, you're going to continue viewing this, the facts no matter what facts they are. No matter yeah. what the facts say, neutrally in air quotations, right? It, they're going to interpret them through their lens, and that lens is the narrative that they've been buying their whole life. Um, yeah. and, and so that means they'll reject facts that say, you know, the gender wage gap isn't real. They'll just be like, they'll just dismiss, dismiss it, right? Like, yeah. and a lot of times this will lead people to absurdity, right? You know, if you push an atheist hard enough with their worldview and like get them to actually see the the, the lie they're living, where they believe in you know, climate change being an issue on one hand and literally there is no God, nothing matters on the other hand. Mm-hmm. They eventually you'll get them to a point where 
they will have to give up rationality itself. They'll have to give up anything making sense to continue rejecting God, but they would rather do that, right? They would rather reduce everything they do in their lives to absurdity because that's the narrative as opposed to having to change the narrative, having to rethink the narrative, having to uh, believe a different story. Yeah. Our, uh, our, our, our logic flows from, from whatever we have from the story that we have faith in we do, you do, the yeah you know and that and that's why you know the the sort of like clickbaity sort of thought with beyond logic is the sort of like in a certain sense there's no such there is no logic or reason in a in a certain sense you know I, yeah. i'm being clickbaity you yeah. know i i I'm, we're not postmodern. <laughs> I, i'm like what, what do you mean by that thomas <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it, that that flows from what it is that you have faith in. Yeah. yeah. And we understand in 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 being redeemed and in, and in believing the gospel that this is the logical, reasonable, uh, rational, reason. rational um, foundation of how the world is and and why it is. And this is how it works. And there is a logic and reason to it. But you you can't get there. You can't get to any form of logic or or rationale without first the the the, the story that you are putting your faith in. Yeah, yeah, I think it is important to you know on the other end of the ditch to not fall into legit postmodernism. Right, we're not saying facts don't exist at all, or that <laughs> facts can only ever be like subjective because they are all constantly viewed through these lens mm-hmm. right what we're saying is romans one right someone is going to believe uh a, you know someone is not going to change their minds about god because they've pre- been presented facts not because the facts aren't objectively true they are <laughs> they always are right it's because they hate god <laughs> and so they are willing to reject anything that leads them to have to worship god um yeah. it's, it's not about everyone it can just view anything their own way. And that's how the world works, right? It's non-Christians view the, view the world differently than Christians do because of how the, the world works. And because of the fact that spiritual darkness is a thing, right? And being someone being spiritually dead and unable to see the narrative of Christ is a thing. Um, that doesn't mean that objective reality and truth doesn't exist. It just means that uh, for the unbeliever, they can't actually bring themselves to come to God through rationality because they're, minds are darkened as much as their hearts are yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no, I, mean, that's, uh, I was just gonna say uh, you know there's a there's a twofold you know someone being dead in sin and then raised to life that is a factual thing that happened and that's also mm-hmm. a story right yeah no i definitely definitely seen it talking with people that even on this podcast right like that are that are given actual actual facts and it is i mean it's definitely romans romans one and it, it all has to do with with the way we see the world ultimately and, and mm-hmm. yeah i guess it is a big story and it in application i think in in developing a greater uh kind of this greater sense in persuasion and in conversation is realizing how how to then w- analyze the other, you know, when you, when you start asking 
asking people their questions about their life is starting to be able to connect the dots, um, you know, Holmes style, Sherlock Holmes style, connect the dots of their story of why they are the way they are and learning how, oh, you know, they're at this point because of these parts of their life story. Um, I, I remember talking, uh, one of the conversations I had with Caleb, what we were talking about, I think it was when Caleb suggested that we talk about it for the podcast mm-hmm. was starting the idea of, I don't and I don't know if me or Caleb threw it out, yeah. but the idea of when you are having someone on, uh, to, that there is a disagreement, starting the conversation with, um, just finding out about each other's lives. Like, uh, you know, where'd you, where'd you grow up? You know, what, what was your family, what was your family like? What was the music you grew up listening to? Like, what what some of your favorite movies like e- even some of those right. se- seeming seemingly lame questions? <laughs> um, What's better, Chipotle or Kidova? Yeah, the most important. We'll question. For the end. Yes. <laughs> um, but like finding the finding those story elements. Yeah. Um, and whether and 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 you know p- developing the skill is both learning to connect the dots with what they say and also with how they say what they say and what they don't say Um, Mm -hmm. because they're in certain contexts, you know, they might not uh, say exactly what things are. Um, And you have, and, you know, and and developing the skill is being able to see like, Oh, they right on this topic. They got a little, you know, right on that question about that particular person, they got a little bit uncomfortable or whatever, or they quickly Mm -hmm. uh, rushed over it. Also seeing where they get excited, seeing where, where, where the passion uh, you know, where it comes in, where their eyes light up, uh, what, what they, what they care about. There's, there's kids in our youth group, uh, that I used to work at these two twins who are just the worst, right? The sort of like any sort of like troublemaking thing you can think of for junior high, uh, youth group kids. These are those twins, the worst, but that attitude of, Oh, great. You know, they, they decided to come to youth group today, you know, just sets sex sets kids up to fail. And I quickly, or I didn't quickly, I eventually realized like, okay, you know, they don't care about youth group. They don't care about the Bible lessons, reading their Bible. They don't ask questions. And usually the questions that they do ask are dumb, but they really love sports. And it happened for me. There have been so many youth group kids that are exactly how yeah. you've just described. Yep. And it happens that I was wanting to get into more sports. So it was a little bit easier for me, but I, I started asking them to like, okay, how does basketball work? Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I want to get into it. How does basketball work? What are some teams that I should watch? And, and, and find f- that, cause that's the thing that they're passionate about and finding where yeah. it is that they, that they actually do find joy finding the thing, finding the things, you know, figuring out why, oh, the, you know, these kids don't have great dads and, uh, how, you know, sports is, is a way that you try to boys play sports to impress their dad. That's why we, that's, that's, that's why you play a sport. Why, why is, why is it a trope in movies that when a dad is a bad dad, he misses the baseball game. (laughs) Because that's yeah. the that's the point of young of young yeah. men playing sports is they is, want their dad to be there and and to be proud of them when they finish a game. Mm-hmm. 
that's why they love sports and why they play sports, right? Basically, what Thomas is telling you is this is how to manipulate people. <laughs> yeah. So I need to play more sports. <laughs> I play I play church league softball and I play it so I can impress my wife. <laughs> well, that yeah, that'd be the other reason. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I, I agree with everything. <laughs> I, I, guess I figured you would. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's important to like basically what you're saying is we should care about the people that we disagree with enough to just get to know them and, and understand them. So that when you have a conversation with them about something, you're actually talking at a level of, at a level that you can actually persuade them at instead of the, the the shallow level of here are all the facts and the figures and Yeah. 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 Basically it's not so much as a debate, but like an actual like conversation with somebody. And yeah, I think it's, I, honestly, I think I'm, I'm thinking back to some of the conversations that we have had with people on this podcast, but also just more, more, more so like in real life. Not that this isn't real life. This is real life. This is really happening. This is real. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like where it's not being recorded and put on, on a podcast. Like, I think back here, I'm sure you remember this, but like we would do stuff at, at a college campus. So we would talk with the same, the same group of guys every single week. And the guys every, who just wanted to argue about philosophy or whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They wanted to argue with us. But I, it was interesting because I actually did, we like, we got to know them, like actually got to, got to know who they were. And it was just more, we weren't, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to think about what you're, what we're talking about here as like a methodology where like, I'm like, okay, I got to ask these, these questions. And cause then, yeah, it's not even, you're not really doing what you're talking about. You're just like checking the box. Like, okay, I got to ask, where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) What What is your favorite movie? Yeah. Check. And then, all right. Like it's actually getting to know them. And I think it's interesting because we would talk with these guys and at the end of every conversation that we would have with them, we would legit just be like, hey, by the way, you're wrong about everything that you believe. And like, because we've been talking about the same thing over and over again. But I think they could tell that we were genuinely, like we genuinely cared about them. So they would keep coming back. Yep. And it was just interesting to me. I honestly wasn't expecting that because when we first started going there, I thought we were going to get kicked off the campus. Like we were going to torch <laughs> our uh, little, little, thing we had going on the easel on the whiteboard <laughs> yeah <laughs> like throw them down or something and we did have people that were angry with us but i i i don't know it's, it's just I, I mean i feel the same way with like when people ask me about stuff because we even have people that like would ask like that come up to us and be like what do you guys believe like, why are you here and why do you and ultimately yeah they're asking like why is it that you believe so strongly about this and Oh yeah, I agree with you, man. And I've seen it. I've seen it. I never thought about it in this in these terms of like, yeah, this everything's a story. I just think about like I should probably just get to know people because because then it is easier to like to talk with somebody that yeah. that doesn't just care about beating you down, but actually cares about you as a person. Yeah, and I think I think part of like the impetus of like viewing this as all the world of story is as as thomas was saying uh the podcast stories are soul food 
um it's Andy wilson and brian cole talking about um well they talk about books and stuff and i guess the like the kind of base of the podcast is like four parents like talking to them about like your kids need soul food stories are food for their souls here is how to give them good stories but then from there they jump out and they say you know keep they keep uh, going back to like the world is a story like the reason why we want to give kids good stories is because they are in a story and they need to be able to see themselves as in in the right part of that story and like why stories are important and it's because we are in one right now and the more you can actually understand that the more you really start to actually understand the world right um we tell stories because we know the world is one um even if even if it is you know to our perceptions a lot of times random we still know like it's not right and even the the most hardcore atheist who's gonna he's telling you like the world is just random chance nothing matters they don't live like that is is what uh the world is like right because they know the world is a story and they want to be the main character of that story and so they try to draw attention to themselves through this that or the other thing you know and and so helping to getting people and you know just doing this for yourself to understand like the world is a story. I am not the main character, right? That's Jesus Christ. That was, you know, he, in, in the middle of the book was what Jesus done on the cross. And now we're kind of in the, the last half um, of the story here. Um, uh, well, I guess Christ was maybe like the climax of the book. And we have a very long denouement of just like the world is being one to Christ. Uh, but still, we're in that story and we play important roles like as Christians, especially, right? Like we we know that we have a piece in God's story and, and we are you know, living out that story um, through the direction of God. And, and that's important. Um, but we need to help. We need to view ourselves properly so that we can view others properly so that we understand like this is a story. This is how it's a story and how you can relate to that person across the street because we're in a story right now. Right. This isn't random sacks of meat just passing by in the night right this is an immortal soul passing another immortal soul and the destiny of that immortal soul is in some way tied to what you do right now and that matters mm-hmm. the um oh man what was i gonna say um oh yeah also you know absurdists and atheists like they even know it and 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 they put it out there it's just they put it out as a critique what's one of the biggest critiques of religion well you know this is this it's the story uh, the a critique you know this sort of like a pitiful critique uh is well it's the story that it's the story that humans tell ourselves to make sense of the world mm-hmm. and it's like actually that is partly true it's just not a bad thing yeah. It is the story that makes sense of the world. And that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, and the other thought I had in connected to that, uh, if you haven't watched Collision with Doug Wilson and Christopher Hitchens, you really should. Uh, when, Chris, when Hitchens starts talking about Big Bang Theory and uh, space and these sorts of things, uh, I think I've heard Nate talk about this, maybe even on Stories of Soul Food. I know I've heard Jason Farley talk about how uh, when they start talking about these sorts of things, they get poetic. There's a there's a there's a section in Collision when uh, Hitchens is talking about uh, a black hole, and suddenly he gets poetic 
and is trying to talk about how beautiful this thing is, telling this beautiful poetic narrative of what a dying star and you know the the birth of uh, the birth of the universe out of an explosion he gets poetic because that because that's how you have to convince people yeah it's this and 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 then i've heard either jason or nate say where the critique needs to be the big bang theory is a bad story like it's a it's a lame it's a lame story like really that's the story you're choosing that's what you're choosing you know that's the story that you love is that good name (laughs) yeah like like that like being being able to dismiss it because no that's a that's a bad story yeah Yeah. Yeah. us us in our hearts we know like that's lame and it doesn't actually fill any void that we have in our ourselves it just makes it wider because and and then they they start trying to make it cover by trying to get poetic about it yeah because if you just tell someone yeah nothing exploded and created everything that's dumb right (laughs) in in any sense of the world but not just like logically dumb but like narratively dumb, right like no one that would be a dumb start to a story right like it's like that doesn't make any sense like nothing yeah it's good stuff good stuff well cool i think we're we're kind of winding down here um but yeah i mean like again i think it's not again none of this is to say that like facts and logic don't matter it's just that they aren't that that's not how you convince people at least most people like i'm sure there are a few select group of people who are already kind of leaning towards the narrative of christianity anyway and then need to like have that last bit of like this does make sense rationally yeah. and like need the, that push. The people who are convinced by just a couple f- facts of something, whether it's a big gospel thing or, or a smaller thing, the one who is convinced by that is the one who does not hold strongly to it. That, a yeah. strong philosophical intellectual person is not going to be, that is not going to be saved by fact, by facts. And yeah. this, you know, I don't have any stats to bring up. But I've heard plenty of stories where people who was, you know, they were a very intellectual, philosophical sort of person. And when they when they got saved, they were like, it it didn't make sense to me, but it didn't make logical sense. But I got but I was saved. You know, yeah. it, it went it it was it was everything against my my intellect. But I knew it was like true. Yeah. Like I like felt that it was yeah. not. Yeah. The, those people. The uh, but but I've I've heard sort of. You know, it's not said in an offensive way, but more like dumb hick types of people where they just, you know, they, you know, they, they're, you know, kind of more interested to lean that way. And then they hear some, um, some good scientific facts or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, yep. That makes that sense. makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, guys, I think, yeah, I mean. It's a it's an interesting way that you put it beyond beyond logic, but it makes sense. I mean, it just makes sense because it's what I've seen. What I've yeah, personally seen, right? Yeah, exactly. It it kind of fits our personal experience of <laughs> yeah doing this stuff. I mean, just in the world and everything, and every like you mentioned at the beginning, the way that uh, that things are, the way that things are are like being 
um, shown to us and, and the way people are being won over to different causes is because of different stories where like you know, your cherry pick, even they do it badly, right? They do it wrongly and wrongfully where they'll like cherry pick one story. And then like, instead of, but they're, work, but they're, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. Oh, I was just say, but they're actually telling stories, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in, uh, on the big sort of political, you know, religio political level, conservatives aren't the ones telling stories. Yeah. Yeah. Liberals are the ones telling stories. Yep. So it's like, if you have two sides and only one of them is telling stories, yeah, those are bad stories, but they're stories. So we're going to go with that. Yep. And instead we have to defeat them with facts and logic. And it's like, yeah, sure, you can make someone feel stupid, but they're not going to listen to you, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, man, good conversation. Good conversation, you know. Um, I guess, is there anything, anything that you would like to add to the story before we go? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's it for me. Yeah, I think, I think I wrapped it's, up something that i'm developing i might write something maybe it'll be a school maybe it'll be a school i was gonna, ask, gonna write a paper or a book <laughs> yeah beyond Story logic book. has a great it has a very jordan peterson it does yeah. sound yeah. to it would it have pictures <laughs> sure Angel. i'll write a storybook version <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait you're writing a book about how we need stories and it wouldn't be a storybook a sign no course. i was college level why are we reading a storybook you'll understand (laughs) (laughs) no i was thinking yeah you could do a storybook and then you can also do one of those where it's like the the pictures it's like five pages of pictures in the middle oh yeah even (laughs) if if it doesn't need it you should just put it in there there's pictures of you like doing stuff Like, like biography like biographies yeah yeah i think that's what he's talking about like it would yeah. just be a random photo of you doing something yeah yeah even if it has nothing to do with the book you eating food yeah i think that'd be a good that would add to the story mm-hmm. sure well there's a story behind that picture yeah well there is yeah, yeah exactly. a, a picture yeah. worth a thousand words yeah that's what i'm saying anyway i don't know what we're yeah. doing right now speaking of good stories y'all you should definitely go watch Nacho Libre tonight or whenever you're listening to this because that is a good story. That is a good story. That I'm telling you, that story is, a, that is, I'm not being, like, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'll be, no, you're right. It is a good story. Yeah. I like, uh, yeah. And this, I mean, obviously the, the biggest story is the story of God bringing glory to himself, redeeming the world. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately what should be most important to us as, as Christians is preaching the gospel. It's good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of good stuff is said. I guess there's not much disagreement here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we have come to the end of the, of the podcast, so we do have to ask the most important question. And Thomas, my opinion of you as a human being, uh, um, is dependent upon your answer to this one question. All right. So I want you to think and answer correctly because <laughs> it's very important. This could jeopardize everything. 
Yeah, this is different. I'm like, I'm building this question up. It's like, we won't release this podcast if you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't hear from Thomas, you'll. I'm just kidding. It's no, that sounds really bad. All right, what's this the is a threat? I'm not threatening you with anything. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> Thomas, which what is better, Chipotle or Qdoba? I've never had Cuba Qdoba, so I guess I'd have to say Chipotle. But Oof. I don't think I can correctly answer the question. No, no, no. You did. You just, you just did. You did correctly answer the question for Angel, at oh, least. Okay. You correctly answered. You answered the question. I, I think Q-Dub is better. So. <laughs> this is the this is the I, ongoing disagreement that Angel and I have on this podcast. Yeah, if you, yeah, those that listen to the podcast know about this question, Thomas. Nice. <laughs> but Angel's happy. We can release the episode. Everything's yeah. good now. <laughs> no, you had the right answer. You had the right answer. I, I, I just don't understand. See, Caleb, I, you need Chipotle. We need a big. It gives a a great discount for law enforcement and military. I got that going for him. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just better food, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I went to I went to Kidoba, and I was a little. First time I went, I was a little disappointed. It's, and Chipotle has yet to disappoint. It's so good. So delicious. We should get sponsored. How do we get sponsored? <laughs> I don't think Chipotle would sponsor this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Oh, man. But yeah, we are. We're back. We're Caleb's. Welcome back. It's great to have you back, Caleb. Yeah, we will be releasing the two episodes that you recorded alone uh, in the hiatus. I'll release those first and then release this one, I think. Um, but uh we're we back. should tell yeah we're back y'all i wanted to play a song but apparently we get copyrighted for that so we i guess i can't what was it what was the song you were gonna play i was gonna play the um guess who's back <laughs> yeah back again Daddy's <laughs> back oh left right there's also the boys are back in town or the boys the- are back in town or the boys are back from High School Musical three. <laughs> There's also that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> oh man, <sighs> are we anyway. still? Is this still? Is this still the podcast? Is that like, still, yeah, still, this has all been the podcast. But still, uh, still snap. We'll, we'll go right, ahead and wrap it up here. Yeah, thank you all for for watching. Thank you all for being a part of our story. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> doing this. <laughs> I hope He's y'all taking it to heart. I, I definitely am. Definitely today. I mean, today this is this is a story to tell of my my Sunday. Ran over two squirrels. I went shooting, and I'm locked out of my house. I might have to sleep in my car. <laughs> I hope there's a locksmith that'll come get me. I've waited too long, and I don't think my neighbor's back tonight. <laughs> well, I hope that works out for you, Angel. Ah. Uh, well, nevertheless, y'all, um, let us know what you think about what we talked about tonight. I really do want to hear what people have to say because I, I, I do think it's it makes sense. Yeah, yell at I, Thomas if you don't agree with him. Um, yeah, you can find Thomas. Him nowhere yeah, on social media. yeah, I was gonna say yeah, Thomas just like deleted his social media, so you can't I, actually yeah, yell it at him. But yeah, contact Caleb and Caleb really the message. Speaking <laughs> of, I had a message that I I meant to. Or Kayla, I, I guess I should ask Thomas about this message. It was relayed to you. Oh, no, I did not actually relay the message to Thomas. Yeah, so as soon as you, you posted that. It, you want to relay it now? 
<laughs> when you posted that whole thing about like Caleb was, you know, you'll, if you want to get in contact with me, go do it through Caleb. Uh, and Angel sent a gif of a, a dance from Nacho Libre, uh, and he told me no, that no, I, it's I, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I get those mixed up in my head sometimes. Um, but uh, he told me that I could not just say it; I had to either describe it or do it. Um, but of Prefer course, I do it. Yeah, preferably do it, but I don't remember what it looked like, so I can't do it. Is it just drop. Napoleon's dance from the end of the Probably, movie? yeah, I think so. Yeah, just show us, Caleb. I don't remember what right it looks now. like. <laughs> we need to end this podcast. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was Everyone's already left. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. We haven't thanked Thomas for being on the podcast, so that's oh, why. I did, I, oh, Thomas, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Muchas gracias, amigo. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. No, we should have you back on again. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk about more stuff. Maybe we could find something we disagree with each other on. I'm Maybe. sure there'd be stuff, yeah. yeah. I know there's stuff that Thomas and I disagree on. So. <laughs> oh, that'd be fine. We should definitely have that. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about. And you guys are in the same room. <laughs> you guys are in the same place. You should... I always want... I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I don't even know what's going on right now. I'm sorry. I, I, think we, I think we need to wrap up this podcast before it yeah, degenerates sorry, further. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. We're out. Adios. Yeah. Bye. Bye.